Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there'll be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What is going on, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast domination show or welcome to the show for the first time. If you're listening to the show, whether you're a newcomer or a longtime listener, you have an awesome episode with you or for you today. I'm joined by Joe Fear from the Hustle and Flowchart podcast. He is the co-host of that show along with Matt Wolf. And I was on their show a few weeks back talking about uh, how to grow podcasts and all the cool things. All three of us shared a lot of cool tips on that, on that uh, episode. So I will link that in the show notes as well because that was an awesome episode for you guys to check out. But besides that, I've got Joe here today, and he shares with us a ton of amazing things, such as where he would spend 80% of his time if he were to start his podcast all over again, um, some of the best tools he's using to grow his podcast, how he and his co-host Matt Wolf have you know grown their show themselves, what they're doing on Facebook, how they're using Twitter ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, all these different types of strategies, and uh, we get into the rabbit hole. So if you want to learn how to grow your podcast, whether it's for pleasure, for fun, for business, maybe you're trying to get sponsorship, um, it doesn't matter. These strategies and some of the things we share here are really valuable for you. In addition to that, we also dive into uh, different systems that he uses, he and his co-hosts use in their business, as well as in their show to make sure everything's going as planned, right? There's a lot of automation that running on in the background that helps them grow and helps them have a solid foundation for their platform. So huge shout out to Joe. He's an awesome human. So make sure you go say hi to him over at the Hustle and Flow Chart podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let me know who else you want on the show. I'm really open and interested in hearing what you guys want to hear or who you want to hear on the show. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Joe Fear. In a world where ad costs are continually rising and prospects are getting more and more skeptical about who they can trust, how can you reach new people in a way that's authentic and effective? A place where you can build trust at scale and convert skeptical prospects into raving fans and clients. Hey, my name is Luis Diaz and you're listening to the Podcast 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 Domination Show. The place for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to know how to build a podcast that helps them grow their business, get more clients, and build their brand. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. 
Joe, it's uh, it's good to have you on the show, not without yeah, your trusty sidekick Matt, but you know. <laughs> he's over here invisible, right. you know, just chilling. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, man. Dude, man, it's it's awesome. So when I was on your show, you know, Evergreen yep. Profits, so it was uh, a couple of months yeah. ago. And uh, man, it was, it was fun. We talked about a lot of geeky podcasting and stuff. And I thought you guys were the perfect people to bring on. Well, you, and then we'll have Matt eventually, you know, in a couple of weeks here, but you were yep. like one of the best people I could bring on for this show. You guys talk about kind of what I talk about, but in a bit of a wider spectrum in like, cause you guys do a lot of affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. You guys have been doing online marketing for a long time. So it's interesting to see how well you guys have like I, I would say crush it in the podcasting space because you guys are doing things that other people Thanks, aren't man. doing. You're welcome. You guys are doing some yeah. really cool things. So everyone I've yeah, been on your show, they're always like, man, like those guys do some really cool things. So we're here to share the secrets. We're here to, to, to kind of talk That's about right, we are. what you guys do. So to start off with, or why you guys started Evergreen Profits, and you know, we can go from there and kind of dive into what you guys have done that really has worked. For sure, man. Yeah. And thanks. That means a lot coming from you too, because you on the show, like we, you were blowing our minds in terms of all the just different strategies and how organized you are too. Like I've gone through uh, your book and all the worksheets and all the stuff you even just give away for free. I'm just like, holy crap, this is... <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to give you some props for that, man. But yeah, so Matt and I, we started back almost 15 years ago in digital marketing, online marketing, and started with affiliate marketing in ironically enough we didn't realize that's what would really be the bread and butter like you know almost 15 years later too but uh we started yeah we worked at his parents business a long time ago as a window shutter company and super boring and manufacturer stuff but we yeah we got the itch to be entrepreneurs his parents helped us with that and there was you know we read rich dad poor dad and we're like all right it's on so <laughs> It all started with just like blogging, being curious, you know, we're in the health space, finance space, and we just started promoting things on the back end from content. And over the years, we've done a lot of different things, experiment with different models, been partners and then separated, but always support each other and then came back. We're like brothers from other mothers. So, you know, we just happened to just keep the, keep the party running, you know, 15 years later. So we're still here, but it's just, yeah, evolved into different types of content that attract an audience and then kind of build our authority. But then we figured out how to monetize through affiliate marketing, our own offers, brokering, yeah. rev share deals, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I like how you guys are very, like, you're very creative with the deal, like with how to create revenue out of thin air, I say. You know, yeah. Like you guys have been very creative in how to structure deals or how to promote different things, how to turn your show notes into a revenue generator for you guys. So I think that's really, really cool. And I guess we can, we can definitely, I'd love to ask you, when did the podcast come into play and what was your, your initial like thought of how it would go? Like, do you think this is going to be as big (laughs) as it was or like at the beginning? Yeah. So we started our first podcast was actually in 2010 and it was called the online income podcast. And we had no clue what the hell we were doing. So it flopped after I think a handful of episodes and mainly because of systems, lack of consistency and all the stuff that we know now, which are like still the foundational things you should be doing. And we had a few couple shows Matt and I did in between, um, you know, right after that point, Matt had one. But basically, Hustle and Flowchart, our current show, it's been three years now. And when we started that show, we had a very big intention 
And we had no clue it would get to where it's at now, not at all. <laughs> but um, but we knew that we were, we're just constantly curious. We like to give away our thoughts, our perspective, and we like to highlight the smartest people in our network. Because over the years, like I've done a lot of service work. I've connected with tons of people, traveled all over the country and the world to meet with people face to face. And we keep those relationships alive. And right. we're like, well, what other better way than just to bring them on a podcast and like kind right. of pick their brain and be selfish? too but you know like listener can benefit from that because you know we're digging into this stuff at a deep level so from the beginning our biggest intention was to release the best content we possibly could for free knowing that we can monetize with affiliate marketing or other types of things on the back end yeah so we always knew like let's put the best stuff out there for free make it so obvious that like dude you got to listen to this like it's you can't compete like this is like a paid product once a week, yeah. we want to put out. Now it's twice a week. And then we just kind of slowly stack different offers and, you know, different modalities. We're like hacking the thing until we figure, oh, that kind of works. Okay, cool. Do more of that thing then. Yeah. That's kind I of how it. we roll. Yeah. I, I love it. You, you can see the genuine curiosity on your show. One thing I wanted to clarify, because I got this wrong earlier when, was, when we first started, the show is called Hustle and Flow Chart. Your business yeah. is called Evergreen Profits. Thank you for... Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that it's all up. good, man. I was like, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I know it happens all the time. There. Yeah, right. yeah. Two good names. Thank so you. that's really, really interesting. So I'm curious because we spoke last time, we talked about a lot of tools we're using or different mm-hmm. what's working for each of us. So I guess to fast forward in 2020, what have you guys found working really well when it comes to growing the listenership? And I mean, specifically yeah. not around downloads, but like discoverability, like how do we get more different people to find us? What is that's a good question. Yeah. And that was the very first thing. Like, so when we started the podcast, we wanted to make it clear we're not going to rely on iTunes or Spotify wasn't around doing podcasts then. But yeah, we're like, okay, we believe in our own community. So we kickstarted it with our email list and we realized, and you know, we had some Facebook communities, some Facebook groups. And since then we've actually made that super valuable. We can maybe get into that later, but for new people, you know, we kickstarted ourselves, but then turned into kind of a lot of little things. So we do a lot of dollar a day Facebook ads where we target different relevant audiences. And there's a guy named Dennis Yu that we've had on our show where he kind of breaks all this down and you can check that. You can just Google the strategy if you're curious. But the idea there is we create content and usually we'll bring on like a a guest and ideally one who has a target on Facebook or, or maybe an audience on like a Facebook group and other locations where people congregate that are interested in that person or that topic. And then ideally, like really what we've done is just get figure out how to get in front of those groups of people consistently. And uh, dollar a day Facebook ads, we do that. We do a lot of like integrations with Facebook groups. Like we were talking about Chris Kermitzos, uh, you know, from PodFest. And, you know, like I'll ask him whenever we have him on the show, like, hey, do you mind if I post in your group and do some cross posting or he might do it on our behalf? I know guest sharing is a pretty common thing, but if you'd really like get into this active group, I think that would actually be a lot more effective than like a random Instagram post, you know, that's kind of like a broad thing. So yeah, we do a lot of paid ads, a lot of that, like kind of guerrilla marketing, like free tactics. That's more like the me side of things, like where it's yeah. more of a networking kind of thing and follow up. But then Matt's on the other hand, doing like 
Facebook, Google ads, Twitter ads are working really well for us. And it's all like really inexpensive right now too. Yeah, exactly. Your cost per acquisition right now is, is really down because people mm-hmm. are pulling out. They're like, I don't want to burn the right. if I can't. You know, Ooh, if I can't. the worst thing to do though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Double I, down now. Yeah, exactly. Man, I just, that's a great, great point. We can talk about that, how you're, how you guys are doubling down in this kind of shutdown COVID situation, yep. but I wanted to circle back there because that's a really smart tactic or strategy. So you're bringing on big names or people who have audiences mm-hmm. and then you're going to them before you guys record and saying, Hey, is it cool if I post in your group that we're going to interview you? And you know, is it okay if we let your audience know that? we're going to interview you and what questions do they have? We can actually ask them. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. And there's a, I don't know if it was, maybe it was you or other, I mean, we like get so many thoughts from people and it (laughs) might've been you, but we're like, I can never keep it straight, but uh, someone, uh, I think it was you or at least a podcaster was like, okay, when they're on the interview, you know, get them to almost like verbally commit that they'll share uh, yeah. just like, is that you? <laughs> I think I did say something like that. I have said yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And it's just like a psychological consistency principle. It's like, you know, that's people want to be consistent with something they commit to. And I think like these like little subtle things, it's not like like one thing we've ever focused on. It's like a lot of little things consistently right. though. Right. So, that's a great. Yeah. 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 And following up, man, like the big thing with podcasts, like from day one, we always made sure we want to tell them really cool stuff we're going to do for them when they spend an hour on our show. Cause like we know an hour for a lot of these folks bringing on like that's super valuable time. So we want to let them know, Hey, we're going to repurpose your show like crazy and all these modalities. You're going to be like, you're turning into cliff notes type versions of, you know, so people can download. We're going to spread that all over the web. It's actually like a, a recurring product that our best customers are going to see you and then like have the opportunity to buy your stuff or check you out further. Right. We feature your training. Like we kind of just show them like, hey, we're going to do a lot of work with this content that we create together. So right. it's not just like you're running a mill podcast where you create it once and it kind of like fizzles off forever. Yeah, exactly. And that's a lot of, a lot of podcasts do that where they don't use their back catalog as like, like it's a giant Rolodex of like Dude. stuff. You can yeah. sell it. You can, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. And I think there's a lack of organization or strategy around how to do that. It's, it's no one's fault. It's just like, this is yeah. all new to all of us still. That's right. In the big picture. So what are some of the things you guys do with every, like if you're bringing on a big guest and it's like, Hey, here, what are the ki- like kind of the key things that, that you're doing? So you're repurposing like their their episode into Cliff Notes. You are um, sharing their training with your clients. We are. Yep. What else are, yes. you, are you doing? We do a ton, man. And uh, apologies for the dogs in the background. If you heard them, <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> I'm tr- trying to cut the noise out yep. being at home with Crisp, that awesome yep. app we were talking about. Yeah. So the ways that we, we basically, um, yeah, distribute the content and then make the most of it. Like, so the idea there is like we repurpose like crazy, um, you know, when the show goes live and make sure that the actual guest knows about it. So they have this like unique media package. We, we make sure that make them look like the star, not our show. I think that's like a key thing. And I learned that from some, he was actually an ex NFL player, but like huge Instagram guy. Now he's like, dude, the key is everybody gets it all jacked up. He's like, you got, why, why would you get someone to promote? Like, if it's just all about your branding on this thing, like yeah. make them look freaking awesome. And you know, you're kind of basically helping them out with content anyway. So gotcha. True. Yeah. So that's a big thing. But in terms of like, yeah, like letting people know and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so we're emailing every single time an episode goes live. 
We have a push crew. I think it might be called something else, but basically a browser push notification, mini chat, messenger bot. We're, we have a Facebook group. I think that is actually the key thing right now for us is having a, almost 2,000 people in there now, but we revitalized an old group of ours that was, it was like completely off brand. We just recently rebranded it to match our show. And now that's like one of our call to actions because it's such a low barrier thing. We're always trying to get the audience to go to like a, a community that we can more or less control and stay in front right. of them. Right. So, you know, like we even made a flowchartgroup.com. It's like basically just a redirect that goes to a Facebook group. Smart. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I've seen, seen people do that recently. It's like, because like the Facebook, if you go in there, you're going to get hit with like notifications and then you've got to go find them in the search. And there's probably like 20 mm. other Facebook groups that are similar. So it's, it's a smart, smart, smart play. How else are you guys using the Facebook group, I guess, within your, within the podcasting space to grow your audience? Yeah. So we're using that as, um, so every single episode will go live there. It's like a discussion thread. So we'll make sure that it's posted there. We try to tag even the guest cause we're always trying to invite them into our group. So that's kind of like a perk of the group. We're like, hey, not only can you chat with us and other listeners, but chat with the actual guest and, you know, if they're willing to hop in the group, which right. most do. We're constantly posting those twice a week. But then we're also asking questions. Like, so we're always trying to engage with the group. So like, hey, so-and-so is coming up next week. What do you want to learn around X topic? Yeah. And typically that'll like arm us for what should we actually identify and what are the desires of our community? And of course, it's like proceeding that this show is going to come anyway. Yeah, you're driven. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I would say the other big pillar thing we're doing, like on a weekly basis, is going live. You know, Facebook Live to the group and doing a watch party over there. And with that, that I mean, so we go live technically on our page, but then we start a watch party on our Facebook group. Got it. So, so that way, you know, like people on our page, we could still have people outside of our group watch it, but. For all the media buyer Facebook folks that are listening now, you can actually retarget that audience that, you know, that watched that video. So that's what we love to do. And then essentially that attracts new listeners, you know, with the ads that we're, that we're showing uh, who might've stumbled across that video. Cool. And is that, is the, uh, cause I'm not familiar with watch parties too much. I've mm -hmm. seen them, but I don't know how to use them. So you're starting that, the watch party from the page. Yeah. So, well, from the group, but it's okay. using the video from the page. So yeah, that's okay. And the video is essentially the podcast episode. That's it. Yeah. And we're not doing that every single time. Like we did it with Russell, for instance, Russell Brunson last week, which yeah, he introduced us to and super grateful. So we're like, okay, well, this is a bigger name. Like let's, and I know our community is super into it. Yeah. So, and Russell's cool with it. Like, you know, most of those guys are like, yeah, you tell them a video. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, it gets it out early too. Because <laughs> technically it's like two, no, almost like four weeks earlier. Then it goes live on the podcast. We'll actually show it in the group. So it's kind of like a, hey, you want to see behind the scenes, but also like get this before everyone else on the, on the podcast app gets uh -huh. it. Oh, I see. And you guys, you guys do any editing with that, that raw video that needs not normally. No, I mean, yeah, with, with Facebook lives, you could definitely like trim. I think it is like you could do right. that, but yeah, other than trimming, like <laughs> we even leave it on there when we hit like stop recording. I think on the Russell one, we're like, are we still alive? And everyone was like joking. <laughs> like, yeah, Joe. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know. Got <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So when you're going live with those guests, is that, cause I've heard like, we all know right now with, with COVID-19, the zoom zoom's kind of going crazy. I've heard people yeah. like say like, I've tried to do Facebook lives and they've crashed every single time. 
Mm. And, you know, do you guys use any specific software to do the lives that you find is working? Yeah, we're, we're constantly experimenting. So Zoom is what we used with Russell the other week. And we did that just because it was kind of simple. Zoom has not been actually bad for Facebook Lives for us. I mean, you, you get the little Zoom logo and all that stuff. I'm sure you can get rid of it. I haven't looked into it that much. But for these, we're doing bigger live streams that are like multi-person live streams. So like multi-hours. And we're having one next week actually around like affiliate marketing. So we'll have five people back to back to back, you know, and so we're using BeLive for that. Okay. And that's B.Live, B-E.Live. Got it. Yeah. We'll yeah, there, it's good. Yeah. Another tool we're using, and I think you might have known about it, but is Squadcast for, okay. yeah. And just because like Matt and I typically will record in person. So like right now it's tough because we're like, shoot, this is like the first time that we haven't been able to be next to each other because there's like this weird kind of energy that we can, you know, there's, there's like silent things that we're kind of like nodding to each other. We'll like hand yeah. signal that people don't normally see. Yeah. Squadcast has actually been pretty sweet because we didn't want to use Zoom for that because typically, I don't know, it's like the whole recording of audio and there's separate locations. Uh, it's like crystal clear and you can still see each other. So it feels like you're together. Yeah. And so we've been using that for remote stuff now. That's good. Yeah. I've heard mixed mix things about Squadcast, but I've heard it's like good reviews and bad reviews, but yeah. I see you yeah. crushed it with that. Um, yeah. We talked about systems a little bit briefly before. I know you're a big systems guy. I wanted to ask you about the specific systems that you have in place for the podcast. Like, are there a couple of key ones that oh, yeah. have been a key to your success? Yeah, because we have systems across the board. And thank God for Matt, because I'm like the one that would be like, we should do that. And then like, you know, <laughs> if there's not a system around it, which is what Matt's thing is, like, it would not be consistent. Got so it. biggest thing to stay consistent, like, you know, obviously have a great calendar tool. So Calendly is what we're using there. And the key there, though, is to we batch record everything we do now, you know, all of our recordings. And it's tough a little bit now with the quarantine. And, you know, it's right. And also when you get bigger name people, you know, it's kind of tough to say, okay, here's like the one slot available. Like, (laughs) yeah, you kind of bend a little bit. (laughs) Right. How many episodes are you batching in 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 a row or? Per yeah. day or something. We used to do four per day and that was like mind numbing. I don't recommend because we're doing an hour show each time. So now we do three on an average day. We'll do three with an hour gap in between. And that works out really well. And you'd be surprised with like, even with the bigger name folks, most people do confine within like, hey, okay, this is the recording schedule. Cool. And yeah, I think they're seeing it as like PR. They're just kind of like if you were to go to like a news station, you're not yeah. going to just like pick a random time. You know, it's like, no, here's your freaking time. Yeah, so. exactly. You got to go this one or this one. And that's not uh-huh. whatever room. So that yeah. makes sense. Cool. How, uh, how often are you guys doing that per, is that per week or per month or biweekly? That's about biweekly. And then we'll have some randoms in there. And that fills up our basically eight to nine episodes per month is what we're putting out twice a week. Is, is and, those are, schedule. and those are all interviews or for you guys right now? Typically, we do usually mix in like one solo or I guess duo podcast with Matt and I. We call them uh, therapy sessions. So it's kind of like, all right, let's talk about the good, bad, the ugly, all that, all the stuff. We just like lay it out there. And yeah. that was because our audience just demanded us. You know, they're like, okay, cool. These are amazing guests. But it's like, we want to hear your thoughts. Like we like you guys. Yeah. So some of the best episodes, like the ones that resonated the most, get us the most feedback and people writing into us have been those ones. And yeah, you know, we'll talk literally about like the worst things that have happened to us. Like my dad committing suicide last year, all the way to like the best shit that's happened, you know? And it's like, 
I think if like that transparency comes out in a podcast, that's been like the biggest, it's just like completely opened up everything for us. And before a podcast, like we definitely were not as authentic. I know that words tossed around a lot, but it's like, I felt like we found our voice finally. Yeah. Like when we're just like, all right, hands like guard down, let's just like throw it all out there and the right people are going to stick and it actually attracted way more people. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. I think so. I, mean, I know I for personally have found that hard sometimes to, yeah. to do that. If especially if an off co-host. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you guys do anything like on the, I've heard of people on the front end, like for example, Tim Ferriss, when he does that, he will have like a Google form. And it's like, Hey, submit your questions, give mm-hmm. your email, your name, what question do you have? And mm-hmm. ahead of time to collect emails and kind of get people enrolled. Yeah, we do. We we have a whole like Calendly system. So inside that tool, yeah, we'll ask for their name, address, and we say the address because we like to send them a gift. Yeah, cool. typically we'll we'll uh, send them a shirt or some random thing that is just kind of timely or what whatever. So the cool thing is now we have addresses for everyone, and you know, thank you notes. We've done that, handwritten things, and anything to stay top of mind. Like that's the opportunity to really like set that bar. True and. Other than that, yeah, we'll we'll ask them typically like, okay, what's the big thing that you want to get across in this interview? Yeah. You know, and like like what's the goal of this thing? We always want to start there and 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 you know, typically they'll give us like a couple of topics, but other than that, we don't try to ask too much because yeah. in a way, we almost kind of want it to be like uh almost like a party environment or someone that you kind of, I don't know, just like, you know them enough or at least enough to have a good conversation and dive in something interesting, but I don't want to like know all the details prior to, yeah, you know, or you got the entire thing. You want to leave it yeah. open to just kind of let it go wherever you want. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Any other systems in terms of like backend, like after a mm-hmm. guest comes on, do you have specific things that happen or yeah. how are you guys, do you have a system for getting on other podcasts and you get yeah, let me, pretty good at that. Yeah, maybe I'll talk about that. I think that's like the sexiest thing is like getting on other shows and, it's and this could be actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it could also be, uh, how to get guests for your podcast too. Yeah. So it's like the same system and it's, we didn't make the, the term, but a dream 100 list for yourself. Uh, and that's, uh, Chet Holmes is who originated that term and applied it for something completely different. But, um, we have a buddy, Roland Frazier, who's uh, one of the owners of Digital Marketer, actually out near Neck of the Woods, Austin. Yeah. And he's a friend of ours now, and, and we're in a mastermind. And he he basically asked, like, what do you guys need? And I'm like, uh, we want intros to really cool people. Because I knew, like, <laughs> right. hey, he has a huge Rolodex of, of context. I mean, he yeah. puts on Traffic Conversion Summon, brought out, like, Richard Branson. Like, okay, cool. Um, so... What he said to do in that meeting is like, all right, make a list of like the top 50 people. And I think we just made it like 100. And he's like, basically share that list with me and I'll see what I can do. Right? So we did. Yeah, I did that the next day. I sent it to him. And literally, like, I think that day or like the next morning, I had like 25 intros in my inbox to like, <laughs> wow, a level player. We're like, OK, like guys like Dave Asprey and all that from Bulletproof Coffee and Dang. which we had on and like, OK, there's something here. But then what I did is I put that in the email and I realized that it, and so this is the Google sheet that I, that I made that list on. And in that email that I sent to Roland, I realized it kind of was like showed up as an attachment. And I'm sure, you know, if you're using Gmail or, or G Suite or whatever it's called now, and you're sending to another Google related email, yeah. it's going to show this attachment. It's not actually an attachment. It's just because it's pulling the preview from that link. Yeah. So I was like, hey, there's something here. 
So what I did is I, you know, I sent more emails and I realized, oh, that first email I'm sending, that link's down there. That's my dream 100. So I put a little instruction box on top that basically said, hey, this is my dream 100. I really would love intro. If you know these people or someone that knows these people, yeah. please send me an intro. I'd be super grateful. Like we want to have them on the show. We love them because of blah, 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 you know, and, and we basically that list makes up of like, I'd say 80% are people that's like one touch away from someone that's already in my network yeah, or our network collectively. And then, uh, and then there's some outliers like Richard Branson or Elon Musk and, you know, Bill Gates, all that. You never know who the hell is connecting that, you know? True. And yeah, so I put that instruction on the on the dock and then it's all a Google sheet. And then what I did is I put that inside the, uh, the signature of my email. So now automatic and it says, hey, this is my dream 100. Know anyone? Like that's, I think the specific word in there. Yeah. And now every first email I send to anyone using that Gmail account will append that little preview of the dream 100. Mm. And it's so cool because like, I don't even think about it now, but randomly almost daily there's like a new intro from someone like hey i was checking out your list again and like usually people have seen it like tons of times they're like yeah because i get emails from you i just periodically check in that thing now because i know you update it and literally like we'll get interest from like our accountant and like random people that we're just sending normal emails you know and yeah they're like oh i actually have a buddy that used to work with elon this is a true story and like, or no, does work. It's like a neighbor. And he's like, yeah, if you give me an angle, like I'll, I'll pitch it to him, to her, to pitch to him. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like, cool. nothing panned out there yet. But I mean, the point of the matter is I'm like, yeah. okay, you can automate networking. And you know, if you pair it up to like, if you have a podcast, that's how you can get guests. And then you can also do that to get on shows. Like you're, we were saying, yeah. say like you can make a list of your top podcasts and the hosts and start <laughs> tossing it out there. You know? Yeah. You like, you can, you can list like, here's a top 100 podcast I'd love to be on. Mm-hmm. You could. Yeah. yeah. You might have to have a second, <laughs> a second sheet for that. For that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can make this however you want. And the key there is just automate it and just do the things you're normally doing. And you'd be very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. That's very yeah. cool. So that takes care of the finding the guests. Mm-hmm. Anything specific to finding like or getting on podcasts? You guys have a big network, obviously, so it's yeah it's through connections. But uh, any tools or things you found helpful? Yeah, I would say uh, you know using that list, we've heard people getting on shows by using that. You know, so the Dream One Hundred. But um, yeah, definitely what we love to do is start with our network. We all, everyone has a network, and it could be as simple as go on Facebook and say, "Hey, I'm looking to get on these kind of shows." You know, just like kind of niche shows. And right. I mean, everyone knows people. And I feel like if you just kind of start there, then the game is all about follow up. And you want to make sure that, you know, like if you get the ball moving that way, I would say just start with a social media network that you have engagement with. Done. So do that step one. And then whoever responds, like immediately get on them. Like don't wait, you know, PM them, comment, make sure you're top of mind. And then figure out how to give value, like always show, you know, why, I mean, really, if it's a referred person, like you probably don't have to build as much pre-value True. Uh, with that warm intro example. Like when you referred uh, Russell Brunson over, it's not like we had to sell ourselves to Russell, like you did that for us. And I yeah. thank you for that. And that's exactly what you're doing within your network, basically. Gotcha. But, that's um, cool. Yeah. But then after the show, and I think this is where people always miss the mark is uh, or most likely is they don't follow up. They don't do it in person, like on the on the podcast after the recording's done. 
They're not asking, hey, how can I help you? Do you want other guests? Like, I have a great network or I, I know people that are relevant. And then also like, hey, do you know other guests that I can maybe appear on, you know, other shows? True. And essentially, you know, uh, extend the offer to help, but also ask. I mean, that's a perfect captive audience. It's time and podcasters know podcasters like <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, I think you guys do a good job of that. Do you have any go-to questions you ask? after an interview, either you've been interviewed like we're doing now or you're yeah. interviewing someone. Are there any specific questions like, I hit these two every time or? Uh, I would say, yeah, that, that referral one is huge. Like that one. So after recording, we're always trying to get folks to get connected to other people within our network. So we'll say like, hey, if there's anyone on our show that, you've, that you can see, you know, check out our website. Like literally, we're down to connect you with anyone assuming that they're, you know, accepting a guest appearances or whatever, but like it doesn't hurt to connect them and, or at least ask them to connect. And I mean, that alone right there, I think opens up so much, but it's always, and I got this from, from Roland as well, but just ask like, how can I help you? How can I, you know, is there a challenge that you're looking to get through right now? Yeah. Maybe it's something based off of the conversation. Like, I think if you if you actually have an open ear of like what are the things that they're talking about and maybe there's like some way that you can kind of help them with something that maybe seems like they need some support in or a connection or something. That's like the flex question I would say is like, you know, we identify something that we're like, oh, cool. We can connect them with that. Or like, oh, right. he said some or she said something that just like triggered like, oh, I got that. So I think yeah, being the connector is so damn valuable, man. Yeah, that's a fun, fun. It's always for me personally, I find it. What if I go to events? That's yeah. like the most fun time to do that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I know like, I know yep. person for that. I can help you with that. I can, you know, we have systems in place for this. So that's always a great place where that comes in such handy. An interesting question that I, I haven't asked enough of, and I don't know if you guys have tried this, but asking a guest like, hey, is there anything my audience can do for you? Like mm. if you're struggling with a problem, like instead of me just being the person to help, why don't we open this up to the audience of the thousands of people who listen? And it's like, well, maybe they have some connections too. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's good, know. man. Yeah, I'm sure that that's smart. We might swipe that. That's another one we're going to steal from you and credit you. <laughs> but yeah, we have a buddy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have a buddy, uh, Brad Costanzo, who I mean, he has a podcast, but he always asks like, what nut are you trying to crack? And it might not be him to do, you know, do the solution right there for the person, but he actually asked that on air. Yeah. I think it's like his wrap up question, but he does pose it out to his audience too. And, and he said like, yeah, crazy, like consulting deals have come from that and different opportunities and, you know, and a lot of value to the guest. And then the guest is going to remember that you just helped them out with something awesome. And yeah. being the connector, I mean, I think that's the most valuable thing. And that's pretty much where I feel like us as podcast hosts, that's pretty much what we're doing. Like we're yeah. kind of introducing this person to our audience, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, do you build a list of like from your past guests? Do you have like a separate list for them? Like a Rolodex, mm-hmm. like, like kind of like separated in a space. It's like, okay, here are the, some people we've had on the show. It's oh yeah. Great, like value in that. But um, yeah. I'm curious if you guys have it and if you have you, how have you used it? Yeah, no, we do. We keep everything in um, Airtable is what we use for tracking all of our podcasts, like our internal podcast episodes, but also any shows we've been on or places we've been featured. Oh, cool. So we track both of those and not a lot of people will even do that. I definitely recommend doing it because it's like super easy once you get it kind of rolling, you know, you just create a little consistency with it. But yeah, so we have them in Airtable. We have them also in, I, I don't think we have them on our mailing list, but what I do is I 
I use a system contactually I've used for a little bit, but really with Asana or any kind of scheduling to-do list thing, I basically have intervals in which I follow up with people. And it's not like I'm going to follow up with everyone on this one specific day, but like typically every day I'll make it a point to reach out to someone who's been on the podcast and it, but I'll find a reason to reach out, you know, maybe check them out on Facebook or something, see what they're up to and, and just kind of check in, or maybe there's someone I'm just going to introduce and like connect the dots. But yeah, and that's usually my thing, but you know, like Matt is doing his own stuff. So we kind of have our individual systems, but yeah, I, I would do that. I do a lot of just like, Hey, just random, unexpected touch point, you know, like Facebook message, email, even loom video. I like to do those things all the time. Yeah. yeah. Dude, loom is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for DMing people or just like, if you notice something that they could like like for me, like with podcasts, if I look at a podcast, I'll just DM the hosts and like, hey, mm-hmm. here's some things you could do that would help you. Experts, so you just send them a Loom video in in, uh, in Facebook. I've got yeah. some some rapid fire questions here for you. Let's do it. And I I think I feel like I probably after our interview on Hustle and Flowchart, I probably wrote these down because they seem like they're very very targeted to you, Joe. But um, <laughs> so question number one: What tools are you currently using to grow the podcast or your business, whichever ones you have that come to mind? Yeah. So the tools there, um, you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and those are the platforms. So like, we're definitely using those. And I mentioned Loom. I would say Loom is actually probably one of the biggest, just cool. personalization with communication. Got it. Got it. Have you tried BombBomb? A long time ago before Loom. I know they're different, but yeah. uh, would you recommend using that for that kind of purpose? For podcast pitching, I'm, uh-huh. I've been using it a decent okay. amount and yeah. it's a great way to customize introductions and uh, a custom video to a host or a friend if someone, if someone you just got introduced to. So uh-huh. I'm doing that. Okay. But yeah. So Loom, Loom's a good one. Any other tools business-wise, any things you got excited about or know you've just discovered? Oh man. Um, I think I mentioned one to you. It was trip mode. mode. T-R-A- yeah. Trip mode. And I, it's funny because I actually bought it for a second time. Matt's like, uh, you realize like we bought that like five years ago. I'm like, I forget. I mean, it was only $8, but right yeah. now I think it's actually, and as a podcaster doing virtual stuff, it's cool because it cuts the internet bandwidth from like different apps on your computer that's sucking it kind of in the background. Like, yeah. so we're on Zoom right now. So I have trip mode set to basically block every single thing on my computer, every app instead of, or except Zoom. And just with right now with everyone using the internet and the load being so big, like it's a noticeable difference. It's huge, especially with video too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're really we're sucking the bandwidth here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it's been pretty. It's been pretty darn good so far. Yeah. Um, so, question number two is going back in time to where you started in the podcast and knowing what you know now. Where would you spend eighty percent of your time to, or yeah, eighty percent, the majority of your time to to grow the show? Yeah. Let's see here. I think having solid systems and sticking to your systems, like without that. I mean, we didn't have systems. We didn't have consistency on those first shows and they flopped like they pod faded. So right. the, the cool term. So, but from day one, from hustle and flow chart, we made sure we're batch recording. We're, we're sticking to our systems. We're making sure Calendly is set up with follow-up. So people show up on time, but also we're following up afterwards too. So having just like these systems like Airtable, you know, we, we have immediately, we go to there after episodes are done, we name our titles and the titles of the episodes. Yeah. And that all is an Airtable. The next day I like follow up with a thank you loom video to every guest. 
And then when they're, you know, when it goes live, that's me as well, sending a, you know, basically all the stuff. So all these like little micro systems that really sh- could just be as simple as like an Asana task that just repeats after your podcast day or whenever an episode goes live. But man, like, I think just that alone, people aren't used to getting followed up with after these yeah. shows. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's going to keep your systems going, but it's also going to grow your show and bring other guests to your show too. So I love it. Yeah. Great, great point there. Yeah. Systems is where a lot of people, myself included, like things get lost or if you don't have systems in place, uh, yeah. it, it, it gets lost. And then last question here, what th- new things are you excited for in podcasting? So like any, mm. any new events, tools, things coming up that you're excited for in the space? Yeah. Um, there's so like Matt and I have, are obsessed with marketing and like trying to track what is working and what's not in terms of show growth or maybe people with engaging with our content. Yeah. And I feel like it's growing. I, I don't think it's there yet, but like all the different, and I know there's a lot of pushback from like the old school podcasters too, where privacy and all that, even though like we don't know who's listening to our show. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's private, but, but yes, yeah. there's data obviously in there. Everything is, but I'm excited about better analytics for shows and, you know, to see like, okay, where are people discovering us? What is causing them to take an action? And then how can I follow up with them as like a listener? I want to make sure that, because that's why we try to get them on an email list or retargeting groups on Facebook or Google, you know, like in the Facebook group too, like we want to have these ways to communicate with our folks. But, you know, if you just kind of rely on iTunes or Spotify, it's like good luck. Yeah. So... Uh, tools around that, I'm I'm really excited. And technology is growing. Like there's a lot of people working on this. Right. Podnews.net's a great resource. If you don't, I'm sure you're aware of it. Yeah, but I listen to that like daily. Yeah. <laughs> Any specific analytics or metrics do you track on your podcasts? Like what are the We're, top like top couple you track? Yeah, downloads of course is is a big one. We like the engagement rate. Like we don't look at it all the time, but in iTunes, I believe it's iTunes that shows how far they're actually getting in your episode and yeah. I think ours is up to like 96 or 7% and that's like a hour long show. I'm like this is insane because like right. Facebook ads or some of our videos, like 7% is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, totally wow, this is crushing. Right? Yeah. And then really, we're, we're trying to get signups to our email list or other groups. Like, and we figured out how to track a little bit, but like, okay, where are people subscribing to mainly? Like what platforms? So Matt kind of engineered a little tricky way that like when they click on subscribe, it'll kind of detect what device they're on. So it points them to the right platform to subscribe on. So it's just a better experience for people too. Yeah. Links. Is that you You guys using smart links for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Chartables. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a great thing we pull metrics from and they're getting better, but still like there's so much to be desired. <laughs> totally. And then down to like, if we can figure out the leads, like the number of leads we're bringing in based from the podcast, like from our tracking, that's what we're keeping an eye on. And we don't look at revenue or all that stuff, but definitely leads we know turn into revenue eventually. Right. And using Textiful too, as a tool to deliver. Textiful. Yeah, no, we're not. Oh, oh, oh you mean like, like S- text? Yeah. SMS. Textful. Different. What text message tool are you guys using? <laughs> that's a very good question. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something that Matt's, it's not, I don't think it's textable, but there's so many of them. There is, yeah. I think the one we're using probably isn't the best, so. 
we kind of just like slapped it together and like we have a really bad short code too we probably should have picked something more memorable but <laughs> got it but it's effective and and uh, we use it Marcus. Yeah. So yeah, experiment with some SMS and we use that as a, as a call to action on the front of the show for people to get the, sh- uh, the companion notes is what we call them. So that's like our note taker taking basically a cliff notes of every podcast episode. And that's our kind of uh, opt-in freebie from each episode. And then, uh, yeah, so we have a, we have a URL they give them or we give them on the show. And then also an SMS if they're like on the go somewhere and right. don't want to type in a big thing. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I'm glad to see that's working for you guys. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. are like, what's this? I'm like, you guys aren't think, think about it. Text podcasts are on phones. People text right. on phones. <laughs> it's kind of simple. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, Joe, thanks so much for this. This has been really, yeah, really high value stuff. So thank you. Yeah, uh, before you go, I'm going to, People have already heard it from the intro, but um, where can they find out more about what you guys are doing and get involved in the community? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so Hustle and Flowchart is the podcast if you want to check it out. And then the the community, I think, is the best place to go. It's uh, flowchartgroup.com. Flowchartgroup.com. Yeah. I'll make sure I'm in there too. And uh, Yeah, please. We'll tag you and you know post stuff and... Like that's the thing. It's kind of like a weird mix of everything and, you know, people sharing cool stuff. So (laughs) should be fun. Amazing. I'll say hi too. Yeah, for sure. Joe, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks buddy. Thanks for having me on. Hey, really quick. If you wanted to get daily emails to help you grow your podcast and your profits from your podcast, then you're going to love my daily email list called the daily growth tip. Uh, it's basically a small email I send out every single day to help you do just that, either grow your podcast or grow the profits from your podcasting endeavors. So I've got a lot of great reviews from it so far from people who are on the list, and I'm sure you will find at least one thing in there that you'll be able to use right away. So if you want to check that out, then all you have to do is text the word podcasting to one six four six four nine five. 9867. I know that's a mouthful, guys, so don't do it if you're driving. But again, the number is 1646-495-9867. And the word to text is podcasting. And that number, as well as the keyword podcasting, will be in the show notes. So if you're on an Apple device, all you have to do is swipe up with your finger and the show notes will be there. And you'll be able to get all that information and get on the list that way as well. So thanks again, my friend. Talk soon.